Welcome to episode 12 of the Cards and Cartridges podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, aka OG Retro. I'm here with my man, Chris, aka Koozie Retro Games. Today, we got a whole lot of things to talk about. We're talking about Pokemon Go introducing floating balloon ads. Yes, you heard that right. Advertisements in the form of hot air balloons. Pretty weird. Uh, we're also talking about uh, motion controls and what you think about them. Chris is a Wii era child, and yes. uh, he's he's going to weigh in on this popular debate. Are they good? Are they bad? What do we think? Chris is also talking about and leading us through pet peeves in collecting. What are our gripes and complaints uh, when collecting and maybe, maybe, <laughs> I don't know if Chris planned to talk about how others collect or, <laughs> or not, but we'll see. Anyway, we'll see how violent we want to get. Yes. Uh, and then also, lastly, we'll be talking about like right off the bat selling points for potential lot purchases. You see a lot on Facebook or Mercari. And what are the first things that grab your attention? We'll be talking about that at the end. Chris, do you want to start us off with uh, pet peeves? And should we start with a negative top? No, let's talk about the Pokemon. I, I got, a, I got a problem real quick. Yeah, problem. Episodes one through ten, mm-hmm. you would go through. Welcome to the Cards and Cartridges podcast. Go through mm-hmm. what we're talking about the agenda. Then you'd ask me how I'm doing. The I last two episodes, that. you have not asked me how I'm yeah. doing, and I'm kind of offended. No, that's true. How are you, Chris? I, I'm good now. I'm gonna apologize I, for that. I finally apologize. get the stage that I deserve. I'm drinking an ice cold bush light. It's 80 degrees and sunny outside here in Michigan today. Life can't oh, yeah. be better. That's what I like to hear. I'm watching a gigantic bee buzz outside my <laughs> window right now. It's kind of terrifying. Thank uh, God it's outside. Have you ever had a bee fly in your car while you're driving? Um, no, but now you're giving me uh, something to worry about. I don't like I've had that. a bee fly in the car while I'm driving and I panicked. What did you do? Pulled over and jumped out and then squirted it out with what like an ice scraper in my truck yeah no it seems like the appropriate appropriate move all right well what, what are we getting into first <laughs> now that i that i'm high and happy on life all right here we go pokemon go the popular game made by our friends over at niantic uh, i think the uh, pokemon company's involved but niantic makes the game anyway they're introducing or rolling out floating balloon advertisements uh and some of the popular chains that are so here, I just stuttered real hard associated with that uh, food delivery company Grubhub is using these to full extent uh, advertising on Pokemon Go with these balloon advertisements. What do you think about that, Kuzi? Is someone involved, uh, you know, interested in marketing? Do you still play Pokemon Go? No, I don't. But I've had number I've had a. Here we go. So I played it when it came out, obviously, for a long while. And then I stopped, obviously. <laughs> and then I played it again for maybe like a month and a half, two months, a while back. Maybe when, when did when did it pop off? Like 2016? I th- yeah, yeah. It was 2016 or 2014, one of those two years. Yeah, because I remember like 2016, I was probably senior year of high school and i remember just cruising around non-stop with my buddies just playing this game and i was like at the height when everybody was addicted like everybody was out and about at parks and just everything and you knew like you just could, could tell sick. who was playing pokemon go it was insane it was kind of beautiful i don't play it anymore we, we really um, need po- imagine pokemon go right now 
it would be kind of like during the pan during the <laughs> pandemic yeah could we still do it i mean people are still playing need? it i guess but yeah, i mean i think true. advertising during it during it is i mean as long i guess i i would prefer the kind of hot air balloon ads i hate like your typical iphone game where you play a level and a half then you get interrupted by a 30 second ad and the x is in the top right corner small enough for you have to hit it with a thumbtack <laughs> yeah. so as as long as it's not overly powering your face taking up your phone screen and it doesn't get too addy and spammy why not let pokemon company make their money and I think you can actually get like certain rewards from the ads too. So I don't even think it's like that terror. Like you might even be able to get uh, like coupons and stuff from that, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So it seems like so it's, not doing... just tip, it's not just like a hundred percent selling you. Like you might get like 20 bucks off your first Grubhub order or something right. like that. Right. Exactly. So I mean, I, I wonder how many people still play Pokemon Go. I think Let's this would see. have been a lot I'm more effective. I think this would have been a lot more effective back in 2016 when everybody and their brother was playing Pokemon Go. Um, but Take a guess. I don't know how many people still play Pokemon Go? Yeah. 20 million. Um, you're wrong. <laughs> it's 67 million. Wow. I wonder what that's like comparable to to 2016. Let's see. We because they have those numbers. They said I I don't play anymore. A lot of my buddies don't play it, and it was just it was insane. That was the most popular game in the world at that time. So daily numbers were 28 million back in the day. Daily numbers are not that much now. Daily numbers are like six million now. So we I was I was quoting total users. Probably but, active, probably just accounts or whatever. So it's gone down by like uh like a sixth i mean oh. no five sixths yeah five whatever sixth. that so percentage was, so from like 20 to 8 20 to 8 million you said 28 million to 8 million ish yeah so like down that. 20 million users yeah so i mean i mean 8 million users is still a lot of people to get out there and i wonder how much adsense um i wonder how much grubhub and these other ads are paying to actually be on these apps so it's yeah. probably gotta be insane it probably is it's probably a big deal but i bet it's pretty effective honestly Oh, a hundred percent. You're out and about playing Pokemon. I was about Go. to say people, I mean, or like I don't Dunkin' know, I, Donuts that could, yeah, be I was going to say more of a Dunkin' Donuts type deal or something like that. Because like you're, if you're driving around playing, yeah, you, you see Dunkin' Donuts ad, Grubhub you're like, oh, you if you're moving, that's yeah. a stupid ad Grubhub. What are you thinking? Yeah. That's dumb. These people are on the move. No. Yeah. I agree. Something like an actual brick and mortar store we have to go to. I think yeah. it's great. And like I said, my biggest thing is, it's not overtaking of the screen. Yeah, no, it seems pretty non-invasive. It seems good. I like it. Do you wanna you wanna go with something not good? Talking let's about talk pet about, peeves. Let's, let's talk about pet peeves and collecting. We all have we all have them. Mm -hmm. There's things in the collecting scene, whether it be cards or cartridges, that just get under our skin and just make us cringe and we don't like. Everybody's got them, whether you do or you don't. Is there any that kind of pop out the top couple to you that are your big pet peeves? I want you to go first on this one. Because you want to see gonna, how hard I'm going to go? Yeah, I'm going to plead the fifth until I hear what you say. I'm going to start, start soft. Okay. And this is something with like mainly people who don't know what they're doing. I hate when people ship like, card, like I love it already. <laughs> cardboard boxes. 
in like bubble mailers. Like if you're shipping me a CIBN 64 okay, game that's and you send me a bubble mailer in it, we'll start off easy. Things yeah. like that. I hate. Yeah. You're a dumbass If you do that. I hate DM for prices. Okay. You just, we're going to, you're going to hit it back. To yeah. Back. Yeah. DM for prices. I do that sometimes. Okay. But, okay. I fully DM, do no, that. Sorry. 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 Not DM for prices. DM offers. Okay. Two different I, things. I don't think I, like I may DM have done offers, that like one time in my life, but probably but I, I don't do but it. But it was, I like DM for offers when it's something with like low sales history and it's hard yeah. to put a, put a price on. If it's you're really saying DM for offers necessary. on your Contra for NES or you're saying DM for offers on your complete box Mario 64, you are just fishing. You are fit. You, you know, you want 120 in your head, but you're hoping game gamer collector 42 will DM you and say, I'll give you 140. Yeah. That's wild. Is Contra worth that much on the NES? No, I don't know. I'm just I was pulling like, numbers. But like um, that DM for prices is a big one. Oh, hey, here, people- I got one. I got one. Go ahead. Uh, a gripe of mine with the TCG collecting scene is grading shitty cards. Yeah. And I know that's like a card is subjective. But, like, if you're grading a uh, base unlimited dugong, yeah, I, I don't get it. What are your thoughts you're on just, eBay? You're just contributing to the massive backlog that these grading companies are dealing with uh, and saturating the already saturated market with shit. What are your thoughts on the eBay listings who are, like, showing on un- un- ungraded card and the, P- the listings are, like, PSA 10, question mark, question mark, question mark. I've best. done it. Dude, I've, hot. I've done it. eBay is a different ball game, my friends. It's like YouTube. You got to go with clickbait. What about, um, what about, what about, if unless it's a PSA it's, you 9? Can't what, lie. If it's a, what if it's a, what if it's a PSA 9 and like possible PSA 10 regrade? I think I've done that too. Yeah. Uh, I think I've done that too. And I understand why people don't like it. I'm not, I'm not going to knock people that don't like that one because I get how that's kind of annoying. Yeah. However, I'm going to, in my defense, I feel like I've done it when I think it's actually true. I agree. I think I agree with you on that one. That wasn't a peppy that was just me asking you what you feel about it, but you hit you hit the nail on the head. You have to treat eBay like it is YouTube. Yeah, yeah. eBay is really, uh, and that's why I don't fully, in, I like, I way more prefer selling on Instagram uh, and just to people I know and shit because it's way more, it's just better. I don't really yeah. like dealing with eBay and, and that kind of thing. Um, another pet peeve I have is like I hate when somebody's like people who try to show each other up or try to act like they're better than each other. Someone post, oh, I just got this copy of Pokemon Crystal, and someone's like, oh yeah, well I have a factory sealed graded nine point eight A plus 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 graded copy. Right, I think there's and they're some... not do- they're doing it in like a I'm better than you type right. way. Is there's something different than like joining in the fun? It's two different things. Like joining in the fun of like. Show, like showing off something cool because someone else like inspired you to post something yes you can do that in a respectful way for sure but then yeah like what you said it's pretty annoying oh i think uh this is just general we're i mean dude the thing is chris you can really fire me up with this topic <laughs> i want to i want to fire you up no 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 no, dude fired up ryan isn't good it's <laughs> not a good look only if fired no. up only if Ryan was three beers deep, then fired up Ryan exactly. would be That's more what, fun. It it would be. No, but I think I think uh people one of my collecting pet peeves is and just general in life is people not knowing 
like when they're wrong <laughs> oh yeah and like don't who don't know how to be wrong like if yeah. you come informed with like facts and prices or like uh just like knowledge about a certain thing and then someone comes at you and just is like no you're wrong and like for whatever bullshit they want to say and then yeah. like you they can't be proven wrong that's weird and so a specific example sticks out to me and this was just like a Facebook thing. So I'm not going to call out anybody on Instagram, but a Facebook thing. I was like, I was trying to buy a lot, like offering a really good price. And the guy had a copy of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And I was like, that that's, it's a fake Ocarina of Time. Like it was a fake Ocarina of Time. Can I just offer you like, you can keep that and I'll just give you like 25 bucks less. Just take off. Yeah. Cause he agreed to the original price. And I was just like, just take off 25 bucks. You keep Ocarina of Time. And he freaked out saying that he knew way more than me. He was a collector and all this shit. And that Ocarina of Time was real and some local shop that, and I was just like, dude, uh, that's, and then he just didn't want to sell it to me because he thought I was trying to scam him or something. I was like, that's annoying. I mean, that's, yeah, it's people who are too high on their horse. Yeah. They don't understand. And I think, I think. I try to, I try to, and I try to pride myself on being able to, you know, know when I'm wrong, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a, just an important thing, especially when you're wrong about ranch being disgusting. No, ranch is fucking disgusting. I will die on that hill. No, I will no, literally no, die on that hill. Dude. Ranch is so fucking gross. I had ranch earlier and it was delicious. All right. I like this pet peeves though. Can we keep going? Yeah. Um, let me, I mean, if you got another one fired off, I'm trying to think. I hate people who hate on resellers who like, and being a reseller myself mm. and people who like make it their life mission just to scold resellers. I, I saw some shit today on Twitter. It, it was a toy reseller mm-hmm. and his caption was, all it cost me was a $10 Starbucks card. Now I get a text every time the new palette of toys comes in and it's him at like Target with a full card of toys. And I don't know if he paid one of the employees a $10 Starbucks card. And was That's like, what it hey, sounds like. Hope you have a great day. Here's a 10 bucks Starbucks card. Do me a favor and text me when these toys come in. Or if he texts or if he gave it to the distributor, the distributor texts him. Yeah. But um, buddy, it's, I, I can see it being a scummy thing, but buddy, go get your money, go make <laughs> your money. And I bet you these toy resellers are crazy. They will buy all year long, get the biggest storage unit you can what not sell, buying? not sell one thing. And then Christmas time, Q4 comes around and they unload all their inventory and they do like 200K in sales in Q4. Wow. Yeah. Toy resellers are another that. breed. And it's it's just your it's there's always there's always that hot toy that's out at that time. And it, but it might be these new, there's like squ- squish animals or squishables is a hot toy out right now. Or if like sounds dumb. Yeah, it's dumb, but like, Yo, it's toys what the kids these want. days are dumb. I bet you it's just like all these like kids who watch YouTube, and then yeah. these YouTuber kids play with them, and the kids are wanting. But then that now we get people who are like, "Yeah, but you're taking away from the kids now. My kid can't get his toy for Christmas." And I I see that, but if people are paying the reselling prices, why not? <laughs> Koozie's a. I'm not going to finish that sentence. You you guys can finish that sentence. A ranch lover. Ranch, ranch lover. lover. <laughs> I'll go to my next pet peeve though. 
Yeah. Uh, my next pet peeve and maybe the last one. I don't want to get, dude, I feel bad. Uh, but people who don't know what kind of condition their shit's actually in. Oh. Like, 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 do they, like, they say, like, this is mint perfect yeah. and it's not. And it's not. Are they trying to, are, they, are you talking like them just like talking about it in general or like when they're trying to sell it? When they're trying to sell it. So they want to get PSA honestly, 10 price. Honestly, so both. they, they want to get like it's PSA both. 10 prices when it's not PSA 10 quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, people trying to get uh, like graded prices for raw cards. That's a fucking pet peeve. But that's not even what yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying like near mint prices for a light played card or like stuff oh, like that. God. Like, cause that difference makes a lot. Like I sell like you, everyone that bought shit for me last week, shout out Thursday live claim sale, uh, 8 PM Eastern. We might be taking a break. I might have one this week solo, whatever, who knows there is going to be a box break, uh, this week, Thursday, eight, uh, 6 30 PM Eastern time. Check out my Instagram sign up for that. Anyways. Oh, but this is coming out after that. So it's, it have already happened. <laughs> so never mind. Go watch that. What was I saying though? Because now I've interrupted. PSA ten qualities when it's not PSA ten raw prices where they want great prices. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I because as someone who sells, like when I sell a near mint card, like I really mean like near mint, and like I give those. I give those. I don't want people thinking my prices are high because of. I don't know. I, it just, but also, you're not charging the PSA. You're not charging the PSA ten price. You're no, charging, charging the comparable price. raw price. Yeah. My it, another huge thing I have, and it's it's not like it's more of a reselling thing, is when people. It's mainly on eBay. I really don't have this on Instagram. Mainly eBay when people are impatient about their packages. Oh Somebody, yeah. Somebody, especially with the way the post office is going right now, somebody bought something from me. Mm-hmm. I shipped it on April twentieth. So, and this was like two days ago. So April 20th, April 25th, they opened up a case with eBay saying they haven't received their item yet, even though tracking shows those in their state and eBay put like 60 bucks on hold for me. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's stupid. Like you the said, fact that they can the even, they're just messaging after like, Hey, it's party mail two days. Like, where's my package at? And I'm like, like, dude, like it, it's on its way. Once I upload tracking and it shows scanned in by the post office, there is nothing I can do. It's out of my hands. Unfortunately, I did everything I could. Yeah. No, that, that is a, an understandable pet peeve. If we could keep you on all day, but if you guys got any pet peeves in collecting or reselling, please let us know. Cause we'd yeah, love to get fired up comments. with you. Yeah. We'd love to get fired hate. up with you. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? What's next? We're talking about uh, motion controls, Chris. You're a wee kid. Yes. You're a wee kid. Uh, you you grew up in the Wii era, so you grew up with motion controls. Nintendo yep. first to do it right, I'd say. Yeah, uh, what, I mean, what well, the PS3 did it, but PS3 wasn't really, they didn't really have any notable games to use it. Yeah, not really. I, I love the it. We so, did it first. Yeah, so I, I love the Wii. I love how just they integrated everything. The biggest thing and the one that everybody knows is just Wii Sports, how you're swinging the bat, you're throwing the ball, you're playing tennis. Like that's the most notable motion control game on the Wii, I'd say. And once you get into some of these um, other games like Zelda, I know it it does it well. And like the Switch even just built on it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You did not play Zelda on the Wii, Kuzi. No, but I watched Zelda on the Wii was it. absolutely awful. It's way better on the GameCube. 
No, I'm talking from a motion control standpoint. No, I know. They use the most controls. They used it in a. We're just going to. We're. Skip that Pretend one. Pretend I didn't say it. Skip that um, one. Wii Sports was a really good example. <laughs> would you. Would you count like the drums for rock band emotion control? No, it's like a music peripheral. Okay. So I, I think something like that too was, was cool. And the Wii was kind of the first to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think. Um, but even just like building on it with. And like Wii Fit, you can count. I guess Wii Fit, it's a peripheral, but it's like you're in like it gets you up and moving. You're not just holding a controller. Yeah. That's so I, think, true. I think the Wii fit was a great thing and it really got people moving and exercising. And then this, they're just keep on building onto it. So like the switch, they came out with ring fit adventure. And I know a yeah. bunch of people use that's ring fit adventure to, to have you, you, have you played it or used yeah, it at dude, all? I, I did a little bit of ring, fit, ring fit adventure when it first came out. And then I sold it. Like, <laughs> uh, cause honestly, like a reseller, because, the prices on them went through the roof when COVID hit. Yep. And I was like, fuck, dude, I can't. The the extra hundred bucks in my pocket is worth more than my health right now. <laughs> Brian's been going on runs recently. Shout out to him. Yeah, dude. I have two months, two months of running so far. That's it's awesome, exciting. brother. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Um, but I think I love motion controls. There are times when I just want to sit down and like use a PlayStation controller and play. And it's it's good for some games. Like I I don't think I'd sit down and play like Call of Duty on the Wii or like a shooting game. <laughs> that was like one of the first Wii games I got was Call of Duty, and boy, was that a mistake. Yeah, I've I've actually played that, and it's 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 a nice idea, but it's un it's annoying in the end. Or people I mean, do I, say Resident Evil Four is the best on the Wii. I've never played it on the Wii, but I guess like that makes sense. Or even like like the shooting games, I believe, are like good in small doses. Like even if you just go to like. Yeah, the arcade and you play like Big Buck Hunter or something right. like that, where you're actually like aiming the gun and shooting. Yeah, like that. That's I mean, fun. Like Duck Hunt. It's yeah, cool. yeah. Duck Hunt. It's just motion controls, but it's it's got no. it's 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 on the same level as like Rock Band or like We Fit. Yeah. Um, but it just it brings you more involved into the game, and I think that's the biggest thing. So I agree with you, and I think it's gonna we're. So this is uh, when you're listening to this, Pokemon Snap will the new Pokemon Snap will have been released. So yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken. Oh no, when I yes. think it releases. Yes, it releases on, on Saturday. Friday. Saturday. It on Saturday before you're hearing this. So yeah, it'll be it'll be out. And uh, motion controls are going to play a big part in this game. I think they're using the gyro control on the Switch. The gyro function on the switch, gyroscopic, okay. scopic, gyro, you know, um, to enable like the ca- or to use like the camera, you know, to like mm-hmm. point the camera and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's going to be pretty cool because using an N64 controller to do that is pretty difficult. Uh, if you've never played Pokemon, I mean, it's not pretty difficult. It's still, it's a good, it worked very well. Pokemon yeah. Snap and N64 is fantastic. But I think it can be. It's, it's your typical Nintendo who they're just going to keep improving on it and do exactly. better the next time. Exactly. I think we're going to see. I think this is going to really work. I'm really excited to play it. It's kind of why I brought up this topic today, just so I could talk about how excited I am for Pokemon Snap. Um. So yeah, if <laughs> let Dude, us even know some. If you're sorry, playing, go ahead. Let us know if you're playing Pokemon Snap. If you're enjoying it so far, drop a comment. Are you going to get it? Are you going to stream it at all? 
hundred percent. I'm streaming it from day one. Awesome. Streaming it from day one. Even something like, I guess system like the DS, they even did a little like motion control on the DS. I remember playing like this, like face shooting game where you like took your DS and you could, you use like the faces and like your camera roll. And like, you just moved your DS around the room and you shot like the different alien faces. What? Like, yeah. So DS did some motion controls. I believe the 3DS did motion control, a little bit of motion control with Resident Evil, like moving it around to, to see like the different camera angles and things like that. Um, I think it's great. Yeah. Have you used the, have you played VR at all? Yeah, dude, I had a PS4, uh, PSVR for a while and I, I sold it when I moved into my current space just because like there's really not enough room. Yeah. Um, but it, it was really fun. It's really cool. It's something that everyone should at least try once, you know? I played it <laughs> once. It had a, some dude some dude in college and like a dorm down the hall had it. Mm-hmm. And we played it once and it was it was insane. What game did you play? <sighs> Lightsaber or whatever. You just kind of slashed the oh, cubes coming Saber. at you. Beat Saber, yeah, yeah, Beat Saber. Really cool. That was that was my favorite game. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that's that technology's anywhere near where it will be. And I also think it's already it's, there's already stuff so much better than PSVR too. So yeah, and I, but I think it's still farther out than people think. I mean, like you don't see like people aren't just like as far as I know, people aren't just like playing VR games. Like the the mass majority of people aren't just playing VR games daily. A hundred percent. Until you can just like put on like a pair of like ski goggles or something that just like or, no even smaller like sunglasses. Yeah. That, like Bluetooth connect to a controller. Imagine yeah. that. just Xbox yeah. with just they charge via like USB, and then are you talking no like wires. you take out like you take out like your TV action? You're like your screens are like in your glasses, like a VR thing. Yeah, it's V. This is what I'm talking about. It's all VR in your glasses. That's crazy. Yeah, like, dude, someone take this idea, make it. Give me, I don't know, fifteen percent, and on a one percent uh, royalty. Royalty. That's the word I was looking for. Shout out Shark Tank. Shout out Shark Tank. Someone pick it up. <laughs> no, but I think I think VR is a great thing for motion controls. Nowhere near OB, and I think it's coming. It's going to be strong. Some some systems going to come out with it. Does Xbox have any VR type deals, or is it just PlayStation? The connect, dude. Xbox connect. connect. Yeah, but that's that was a whole thing. Was that really VR? Oh, not VR. I guess that was more motion controls. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, VR. I don't know. Didn't they come out with a PS5 VR and it's a lot less like wires and it's all cleaned up and things like that? I believe so. There's a newer version with, uh, yeah, less wires, which is essentially like the drawback to any VR is like the more wires, the more you're connected to you, the less immersive it is. Exactly. And I also think bringing like once it gets more mainstream to bring the price down will be a lot better because it can get expensive. Yeah. I mean, PS psvr is an insane value i think i, I got mine for like 250 on black friday and for they're that still much, they're still worth that like yeah. in the secondary market yeah exactly it, it they seem to have held their value too because it's a pretty incredible piece of technology and definitely there's, there's a lot of good games for it too it's kind of turned into a vr segment but it's a good it's a good uh i mean it goes along with motion controls i think yeah yeah i agree i, agree. I love mo- uh, in the end i love motion controls i think they should expand on it and it like i said just it just immerses you more in the game and gets the people more involved and then with them adding on like 
we fit like mainly we fix that's what i remember but even like ring fit vendor adventure you're marketing to a whole new demographic then you're not just kids playing games the amount of moms that were doing um oh yeah we fit is insane and that's probably one of the reasons why the we sold over a hundred million systems or whatever it was yeah no you're 100 right dude you're speaking right. of like now, now we're on exercise equipment i had the opportunity you know about a cyber bike on the wii yeah I had the opportunity to buy the game and the bike complete in box and for a hundred bucks. And I passed. I just didn't have the space. I'm like, where the hell am I going to put a Wii exercise bike? It makes all the sense of the world. I would not buy it. It's that worth good money. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's cool. And like, even like the, did you know the Super Nintendo had one? Oh yeah. Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo. had one. I believe the Dreamcast had a bunch of very strange exercising equipment. I mean, stadium events. Wasn't there? There was a mat, like there was, the like the track and field the mat track or and whatever. Field mat, yeah. So there's all sorts of weird accessories like that. Like exercise accessories have been a while around for. So I guess that's the Wii hasn't technically done that first. No, but they were the first to do it right. Even like going back to the NES, Duck Hunt, it's in it's in the ball game of motion controls, and then they also had another thing where it was like it looked like a battleship screen type deal like digital battleship and you like moved your hands on this like oh yeah the it power like gloves too the power glove was one yes and then the nas had like this like motion control battleship looking thing where you played games with that fuck yeah dude nes has been doing it for a while do you own a power glove 88 no i don't i've actually never had one even come through the inventory neither do i and that's one thing i want and one thing i want to keep yeah i would probably just like if, to just dis- i, I don't clean and like in box i'd probably definitely keep it yeah uh but yeah, yeah. i know they take a bunch of sensors and things like that i don't, I don't even think i'd attempt to like hook it up just no, as, a as a display piece it looks really so cool, cool. It's, an, it's an important piece of history apparently. oh 100 percent. iconic um yeah but what else we got one more topic uh, the right off the bat selling points for potential lot purchases. Why don't we talk about that? Definitely. And this was, was something when we were talking about before we kind of started the episode, how we were going to word this, but I think, so it's a great, it's like selling points for potential lot purchases. So you see a new picture post on Facebook marketplace, you're kind of scrolling through it. What are some key things you are looking for to be like, Oh crap, this is worth the money. And I'm not talking about specific titles, but more like, cat genres or franchises or things like that or if you're at a garage and you're digging through a bin of say your knowledge isn't up to date on ps2 games but you're digging through a bin of 40 ps2 games what are some key things you are looking for to be like okay this game might be worth money i think for me um like this might be an obvious one for like tcg stuff but like vintage holographic cards yeah like I mean, that's easy. If you see one, there might be more kind of thing. Uh, And along with that, this is like, I'll say a lesser known one. If you ever see a card with a gold star next to its name, I feel like gold stars kind of go under the radar sometimes. Yeah. As like there's Pikachu gold star, Triku gold, Triku. There's like, like very basic looking cards that can be gold star cards. And like those cards are worth crazy money. So on the TCG side, that's my first tip. Also with me for TCG, I look for hollows. I look for that first edition stamp. First edition stamp. Good point. Um, first edition stamp. And even just like, 
if you like you just know get up to date with the like vintage symbols so yeah. know what a jungle symbol looks like know what a base uh, base at two is obvious but know what like a neo genesis symbol looks like things like that just real quick it takes 10 minutes just to study this stuff just so when you're flipping through a binder to garage sale you have a high level of knowing what to look for Fuck yeah knowledge is power and 100 oh, um... and the, my biggest thing is know the low-hanging fruit in as many categories as you can yeah no that's that's true and so another tip for video games then would be uh like if you're looking through i find this very effective for playstation games look for horror games oh a hundred percent um so anything that looks a little spooky you're probably going to want to grab those sell for a lot of money usually i mean silent you have silent hill you've got uh the resident evils you've got uh other weird games i mean rule of rose is like yes haunting ground haunting ground uh all these caroline on the wii is like a or ps2 is worth worth tons of money it's even expensive on the wii it's even expensive on the wii i guess horror games across any system yeah yeah. games across any for hearts any and just rpgs rpgs usually a good bet um yeah yeah usually a good bet if you see like if you see titles that you can't really pronounce yes but are still english those jrpgs but titles that you can't really pronounce i'm gonna say those are usually or it's got it's got like a funky text to it to where you have to like look at you have to you have to look at the spine to where that's in normal text right no there's definitely some like if you see a funky looking game or a game that you've never seen i think even just that if you're someone that buys a lot like if like is picking up lots on the regular yeah and you see something that you've never seen before like for Grab me it. that's a huge that's like the first red flag if i see something in a lot that i've never seen before i'm like oh, wait up hold up i've seen yes. i see thousands of games a day i guess at this point scrolling through instagram yeah it's like if i if it's something i've never seen before you gotta do if you if you feel inclined to do a little bit of research about something you don't know i think that's a good good sign that lot might be a good one yeah definitely and then I would also say kind of some franchises you want to look out for mm-hmm. would be Capcom. Usually Capcom has some expensive games. Uh, most of their games are a little pricey. Um, Atlas, Atlas, Atlas titles, Atlas especially on the DS, are, yeah. have some expensive titles. So Capcom and Atlas are two main Square ones Soft. I would look for. Squaresoft's got some good ones. Enix, Square Enix or whatever. You can also even just looking at like there's there's millions of variants to games. Rare. Looking yeah. at freaking like I'm I'm in a Facebook group called High End Game Room, and this even happened yesterday. Guy was looking for a copy of Mario Bros. on the end. It's just normal Mario Bros. No Duck Hunter or anything, mm-hmm. but he was looking for five, five screw. screw variant. You were gonna say that, but he was also looking for in Nintendo Entertainment's or where it says like Nintendo Inter- Entertainment System. There's no TM for trademark after entertainment system. And he was offering $50 plus shipping for a mint copy. And I walked up to my shelf, grabbed mine off the shelf, and I had his variant that he wanted. Unfortunately, mine's not mint, so he didn't mm-hmm. want mine. Fair but enough. I, I, I would have sold it. Yeah. But looking at, just, I guess, looking at like five screw, normally five screw NES games have a little bit of value to them. Mm-hmm. So just knowing simple variants could very well help you in like being like okay this lot's worth it and then obviously things like complete in box or if things have the manuals cardboard dude if you see cardboard instant scoop sealed 
sealed, another good call. Anything sealed, if it's in a lot of not sealed stuff, that's a good, like if you see one thing sealed and the rest isn't sealed and maybe it's someone that doesn't know exactly what they have, good, yeah, <laughs> good, good bet there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to leave anything else I can think of with like trading cards or games. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> um, actually, one more thing for trading cards is like misprints. I saw a misprint the other day in a lot, and I actually just was able to buy the misprint out of a lot, which was pretty cool. Nice. But yeah, if, if, if your eye is keen enough to catch misprints, that's another thing. That's something smart, too. Say you walk up on a bin of 40 PS2 games or whatever, and they want $100. Yeah. It's like, okay, I don't really want to pay $100 for a couple of good games and a bunch of common games. Grab out the, the horror games or grab out the RPGs and say, hey, will you do three bucks a game or whatever? So instead of paying a hundred bucks and walking out with a bunch of junk and your good games, you're paying nine bucks for $300 worth of value or whatever. Exactly. That That's a good tip. Very good tip. Try to cherry pick. <laughs> should we go to the viewer question of the last week? We should. So a little, little unprepared this week. I'm going on a two week road trip. We're, fit, we're recording episodes when we can. We had a viewer question come in last week that uh, we decided to save. So, Every Wednesday, usually we ask on our Instagram at Cards and Cartridges Podcast for a viewer question. Um, feel free to ask us anything you want. This week's question came from Rock Pokemon. I think, Ryan, you'll be a good one for this. Um, why are Japanese cards usually less expensive than the English version of the card? Well, that's an interesting question. Shout out Mr. Rock Pokemon himself, the boy, the homie. Um, I think... Japanese cards are just a little less popular overall. I think there are probably more. I think it's just supply and demand. Like anything else, I think the demand for English cards due to simple nostalgia factor in in the US market is uh is what keeps the English card prices uh demanding a premium over their Japanese counterparts. I think a lot of us as kids might have gotten Japanese cards and been a little upset. Yeah. <laughs> we were yep. like, damn, like I was expecting expecting an English booster pack. We were ignorant little children and didn't realize that the Japanese cards were much better quality. The hollows were probably cooler. Uh, just, you know, so while I think, and I know Mr. Rock Pokemon, you think, that Japanese cards are superior. I just don't think the demand for them is there through the masses quite yet. Do you know if do you know if like in Japan are Japanese cards preferred over US cards? I'm sure they are. I, I, and I'd assume the biggest thing is just being the region. Right. Like be, being in the US, we want English cards. Right. Being in Japan, you want Japanese cards. And, and it's you can you can think of the there same are thing German as like collectors. There are German collectors yep. who prefer German Pokemon cards and Spanish you can think collectors. Of the same thing of why yeah. um why isn't why aren't Famicom games as popular as North American games yeah, here in exactly. the US? I think it's just simple. We're in the US, we want to play US games. Most people feel. don't, and if you're playing the TCG, you don't understand how to play because it's in Japanese. That that doesn't work. Yeah. And I wonder if it's something like Maybe uh, supply too. I was watching a Leonhard video recently. He said something about Japanese packs, how you're guaranteed a hollow in oh, most packs. Yeah, yeah. In the so I wonder if there's just more packs. of them out there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, 
good point. There are more, I don't know if, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how it affects the overall population of the hollows with there being a hollow in every pack. Like I'd assume more. Yeah. There's definitely more. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. That's a good point. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I mean, rock Pokemon. I know, you know, the answer, dude. Don't act I think like he was just doing it. Yeah. He was just doing it as a hero. I know. Hero, he was being a very nice, and... he was being a nice, uh, nice dude asking a question, helping us out with some, giving us some content. But yeah, and even if like, like you like know, the that. viewer question type deal, if, if you if you, if it even if it's just a question where you know the answer to, but you think it'd be a good, be topic, a good topic for the podcast, exactly. or you would uh, more people would learn from it, I would love for you to ask us it. I'm not ripping on him, by the way. I'm just no. I'm hoping he shares his insight with uh, with the people in the comments because Rock Pokemon's a good guy to go to for uh, Japanese cards, that kind of stuff. Just Pokemon Dude. cards in general. One more thing I want to say. I want to say thank you for all the support so far. Seeing you guys 100%. tag us in your Instagram stories. I've seen like people driving around listening to us. Somebody was listening to us on their flight. Like wow, we're a, we're a part of people's everyday wait, lives. Dude, wait, wait. Somebody was listening to us on the flight. Yeah, some like we've was, been we've been in the air. Yeah, so some dude like he, the mile high he must have had like a trap phone or something like that, but he had like a Miller Light in his phone on like the little phone no down way, tray. And like dude. cards and cartridges podcast that's that Spotify was playing. Hyped, bro. Yeah, so like shout out that, so, like, that we're, guy. We're a part of every people's everyday Or girl. Life. Shout out that guy or girl. That's lit. Thank you so much. Continue to tag us where you're listening, where you're listening from. It, it literally motivates us and keeps us hyped to keep doing these every week. 100% guys. Thank you again. Uh, be on the lookout for another episode next week. And then we might be taking a break uh, because Chris is traveling the country, but we love y'all. Myself. Chris is going to find himself, but we love y'all. We appreciate again, all the support. As Chris said, much love. Peace. See ya.